0: Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Market Impact Insights. You know, exceptional entrepreneurial leadership and innovation can happen in places that sometimes we don't expect it to happen. And we're going to explore an area today, which is the global sports market. And you think about sports, you might think about associations that are sponsoring different sports at different age levels and youth sports, which is really the lifeblood that's feeding into all the exceptional professional athletes that we see through media today. And you might not think that that's a big market, but in doing some research and taking a look at the actual market opportunity globally, this is a fast-growing market when it comes to using technology to develop better and better coaching. So the coaching platforms market globally Estimated at nearly $350 million in 2020, and that's expected to grow to nearly $850 million by 2027. So, this is a growth opportunity, and I'm really excited to speak with my guest today, Corey Eddington, who is the CEO and co founder of Athlete Era Technologies. Corey has a really strong academic background around sport, he has completed his master's degree in exercise and sports science. About five years ago, he co-founded Athlete Era, which is a software platform that's dedicated to supporting youth sports coaches. During his time at Athlete Era, Corey has worked with some of the largest sport governing bodies in the world and has presented to multiple professional sports organizations on the topic of utilizing technology to help coaches deliver age-appropriate coaching. So Corey is an expert in this area, can't wait to dive in all the way from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Corey, welcome to Market Impact Insights.
1: Yeah, happy to be here and I really appreciate you having me. So
0: Corey, I I really want to go back in looking at your career trajectory. You have been all about being a company builder, an entrepreneur, and I'm curious what drove that passion to take that direction than maybe a more traditional route in, in a corporate environment?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think growing up, I always had a little bit of the entrepreneurial spirit, if you want to call it that. You know, I was one of the kids uh, making the lemonade stand on the corner and that's kind of how it how it all started. Um, You know, and I think just as I kind of progressed through my career, one common thing that I found as I went through university and stuff like that, is I always, I guess, enjoyed um, a new challenge. And, you know, as I was going through, I was always, you know, kind of doing my own strength and conditioning businesses, those sorts of things. And I just, uh, you know, I liked I liked the variety, um, you know, in terms of, you know, always getting to tackle a new challenge, um, you know, kind of being responsible for setting your own direction. So I think, you know, as I kind of finished my university degree, that's where I uh, felt more drawn to that type of career choice, um, maybe rather than necessarily the traditional corporate environment. Um, you know, and one thing that I've found too, is I think that, uh, you know, I, I see myself as being a creative person and, you know, liking to think a little bit differently. And I really feel that entrepreneurship, um helps foster that, you know, because a lot of times you're having to think outside of the box to be able to uh, come up with solutions to problems, Um, you know, and and depending on your role within a, you know, a larger corporate company, you might not necessarily have the freedom to do that. Um, So, you know, I think those are a couple of things that really, you know, kind of drove me to the career path that I'm on today.
0: And Corey, the focus on sport and exercise science—was that something that was triggered by a life event? You know, what what kind of resulted in your commitment to really want to make that the focus of your career path?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, growing up, I had always been quite heavily involved in youth sport. Um, you know, played a ton of different youth sports as a kid. Kind of, you know, you name it, <laughs> I played it, and then. Uh, you know kind of as i as i got older um you know i was able to to play college football and then i think once i got to university you know i was quite intrigued by now you know starting to understand um you know the research behind sport and like what are the actual things that drive performance and you know now i'm a little bit more focused on at the youth level like what are the things that really drive participation and enjoyment in youth sport. Um, you know, so I think kind of like based on that past interest, it was just like a very natural transition for me.
0: Yeah. I think that's fascinating because you've been coached, right? You come from the other side and that perspective, and now you're bringing that experiencing that into how can you make it better
1: in terms of supporting the coaches.
0: Um, yeah. Now, Athlete era is literally. I'll use a sports analogy. Changing the game. You're bringing a technology-driven approach as a training innovator. The support coaches in the sports market. What has that overall experience been like? You know, as you've just been an innovator coming into that market. What have been some of the biggest challenges you've had to face?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been super interesting. You know, like I said, obviously before being kind of involved in playing sport and coaching um, i guess now where we're at it's i like really opened my eyes to more so the business side of sport and kind of you know what goes on behind the scenes that a lot of times you know whether we are Uh, a parent enrolling our kids in sport or one playing sport or coaching sport. Sometimes you don't get to necessarily see that. Um, So that's been, you know, super interesting and I've really enjoyed that. Uh, And I think some of the challenges that have come with that, um, you know, when we look at the youth sport market, especially it's kind of uh, quite, quite unstructured. And I think a lot of people would almost say, you know, in its infancy, when you talk about an actual formal uh, business market, you know, like youth youth sport has existed in communities for a very, very long time, Um, you know, and I think because of that, you know, it's when you talk about kind of some of the marketing dynamics and like prospecting and looking for customers, it's like you can go to you know, 10 different sports organizations and everybody kind of has a different title because, you know, they just kind of came up with their own roles and like some of them, you know, have employees, some uh-huh. of them don't. It's, uh, you know, it's it's quite variable. So definitely, uh, you know, from a, from a company standpoint that's targeting that market, it does, you know, present quite a few challenges um, to work around. And then, you know, I think one of our other challenges that we face as well as you know our our vision and mission here is really uh you know trying to help youth sport really be i guess a little bit more developmental focused rather than necessarily competition um and i know you know right now in youth sport there is still you know quite heavily an emphasis on competition right a lot of it's kind of mirroring mirroring what we see in the professional sport market whereas you know we're really trying to uh you know promote quality athlete development at that age group, um, you know, so that like kids can go on and compete and win. So Corey, when I talk to many company founders and CEOs,
0: one thing that they point to as one of the most difficult things they've had to do is creating a healthy, sustainable culture. What have been the keys to your success when you think about athlete era and, and what you're trying to develop there in terms of a healthy culture?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think given the size of our business, I would say we're still in the, you know, in the early stages of going through that that process, but I mean, you know, one thing that we really look for is uh I think it really, you know, comes down to the hiring process and when you're bringing people, you know, onto the team and growing, really making sure that you look for people that have very similar, you know, shared values um in terms of just kind of what you're all about as a person, first of all, and, you know, no. the things that you value um, and the thing and then obviously, like the mission and vision of the company. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's one of the most critical things because, you know, behavior is incredibly difficult to change um, within adults. So I feel like if you, you know, really look for people, Uh, that have those shared values, a lot of times, you know, from a behavioral standpoint, you know, it's going to kind of be in alignment with what you're looking for in terms of creating a culture. So I think it's going to allow you to kind of um, more organically grow the culture you want rather than, you know, necessarily kind of trying to create a new culture that you're then, you know, trying to make sure that everybody's aligned with.
0: Mhm mhm
1: so it's really having a clear vision for
0: what you want that culture to be but it's being true to that and obviously as you bring people in as you grow new employees in they're going to come in from different backgrounds perspectives but just being really clear even in the selection process I would think right in terms of what what that environment's like so you get hopefully the
1: a great match yeah Absolutely. And I know one thing, you know, kind of like us, of course, coming from a bit of a sports background is, you know, we kind of look for people (laughs) when we bring them on that themselves have a bit of a background um, Uh in sports and some experience playing sport just because we find, you know, a lot of those things, they kind of share that, you know, valuing of, you know, of, of work ethic and, you know, having a positive outlook in terms of, you know, running towards challenge rather than necessarily retreating back from it and kind of, you know, a lot of those things that I guess we kind of uh, see our culture being built around. We've, I guess, kind of found that that is an area, you know, that you can look to as a bit of a a way to try and find some of those shared values.
0: Mm -hmm. Now you are leading this growth company, and as a leader, what do you think are the keys to be truly exceptional?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing, you know, that I really look to do is lead by example, um, maybe a little bit cliche, but I think that is, you know, quite important, you know, like whatever you're expecting of others of your, on your team, you should really demonstrate and show you know those types of things yourself. Um, I think that's that's highly important. Um, you know, and, and from a leadership standpoint, another take we really have on it as well is just really trying to empower people. Um, you know, to be critical thinkers and you know be be solution seekers. So you know, like we really have the mindset we should be able to present people with problems, and you know they should want to go find solutions and really own the solution to that problem, you know, and be able to think their way through that process. Uh, You know, I I think especially as a entrepreneur, there's only so much time in the day and the more you, you know, kind of like have that leadership approach of empowering people to be problem solvers. I think the more, you know, beneficial it's going to be long-term, you know, and I think that also provides, comes with, providing everybody with a certain level of autonomy so they can you know, have the ability to, to make their own decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And we're obviously in unprecedented times with the effects of this global pandemic. And how has that really changed the dynamics of how you approach either your application development or the sports associations, the coaches that you target? Uh, just, just what has this brought in terms of how you've had to think about going out to grow awareness and and grow the business that you're leading?
1: Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a very difficult time to navigate, you know, for us, as I know it was for everybody in pretty much any industry. But, you know, kind of when the pandemic hit, it was, we have to look back being like, you know, do we completely revise the product roadmap to kind of, you know, align development with what the current reality is like, do we kind of stay on the path going forward? Um, I mean, we were obviously being a completely digital solution uh, in not too bad of a situation where we were really able, I guess, to, um, you know, utilize the time to really get some exposure on the product. I mean, you know, sports programs, weren't running, but a lot of organizations were still trying to do something to kind of keep coaches, players engaged, those sorts of things. So, you know, we were still able to, to move forward. And I guess I would say we really, you know, utilized it to get a lot of exposure to the product and then, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of tried to not necessarily pivot the product roadmap, you know, too substantially kind of, I guess, going on the mindset that, you know, eventually the pandemic, um, you know, is going to subside. And we want to make sure that like at that time point, we didn't deviate substantially so that we, you know, basically aren't in a better position now than what we would have been if we would have kind of stayed the course. Yeah, I mean,
0: you use the word pivot. And that's come up a lot during the course of my podcast talking to a lot of leaders. It's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's called agility, right? But that ability yeah, to pivot uh, is uh, definitely uh, been a reality. So as you turn and you think about the future, Corey, what makes you optimistic?
1: Uh You know, of, of course our industry, we're really looking forward to, I mean, as it already has the return of sport, you know, as, as restrictions lift, I think a lot of, um, you know, sports programs are, are coming back. I mean, it's, it's been unfortunate. I think a lot of programs actually, uh, kind of went under, um, you know, during, during the pandemic, but we are starting to see everything bounce back. And, you know, from our, from our standpoint, we've, we've kind of been focused primarily on, on football as an initial target sport. So we're, you know, really looking forward to being able to bring our solution to, multiple team sports within the market, um, and start to grow that out. And then also kind of starting to explore, uh, the, you know, the high school sports market as well. Um, so yeah, you know, all those, all those things are getting me excited and, you know, being, being Canadian, it's, it's almost April. So, you know, spring being right around the corner and looking forward to that warm weather is, is got me pretty optimistic as well.
0: Yeah, the lakes are starting to thaw out up there, right? Uh, Pretty soon, so that's uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, Yeah. and and you you mentioned football as being a focus, and I would think that there's been a lot of uh, visibility and attention around the safety aspects, and so I would think that that would come into play too in terms of when you think about uh, the coaching and and how that plays in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know any contact sport definitely falls into that realm. you know where where safety especially at the youth level uh is a is a primary concern and you know a lot of that comes from you know coaching and education and development to make sure that these coaches are are uh you know putting together practices and um you know designing activities in a way that are safe uh and appropriate um for kids and then you know a lot of our biggest focus to is just on uh enjoyment you know how can how can you make sure that uh you know if at the end of the day if parents gave their kids the option whether or not they wanted to go to practice that night you know would they choose yes right so like this the safety is a big concern but also just making sure that uh you know coaches are doing things that are keeping the sport enjoyable for kids
0: Mm -hmm. well as we start Wrapping up our conversation, Corey, do you have any other final advice for business leaders that are either looking to innovate or achieve ongoing competitive advantage?
1: Yeah, for sure. I guess, uh, you know, some of my advice would be like innovation. It's definitely not easy. It's a it's a pretty scary thing to do when you really look at it. You know, it it uh, requires taking risk a lot of times. You know, going against the status quo, uh, potentially being wrong. You know, doing things that are a little bit different. But I feel like um, kind of my mindset behind it is like I I really say I try to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, because at the end of the day, innovating and, you know, doing all those things, it's going to put you in an uncomfortable position a lot of times. Um, but you know, you have to just kind of like learn to live with that because, you know, at the end of the day, I really think innovation isn't, you know, it's, it's not a one-time thing. It's an iterative process. You're going to have to, you know, continue innovating like trial and error, um you know deal with failure move on with it so i feel like the more kind of comfortable you get with putting yourself sometimes in comfort- uncomfortable situations uh you know the more you'll be able to successfully innovate yeah that really
0: is just so counter what i think is just human nature we we all just seem to seek our comfort zones, right? That seems to be the first reflection uh, activity that we do is just kind of seek comfort in that which we know. And yeah. uh, I'm wondering, it's, but it is a mental exercise, isn't it, to kind of get yourself comfortable with that Hey, But it's kind of like physical training too. When you first start new body movements, you're going to be wobbly. Your your body's, yeah, and your muscles are kind of adapting. So doesn't it kind of relate to the physiological, right, to the <laughs> mental? It seems like it's a parallel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's funny. I actually hadn't thought about it in that context before, but you're 100% right, you know, somebody, you know, goes to the gym for the first time, and then, you know, two days later, their, you know, their legs and arms are so sore, it hurts to, <laughs> to like, even to the touch, And they're just kind of, you would really think, hey, this, this can't be good for me, like, this is almost, this almost seems, you know, counterproductive and unhealthy, um, in comparison to what I was trying to achieve. But, you know, we know that's just adaptation and that's, you know, part of the process. And eventually that, uh, you know, that soreness does subside and you, you come back stronger. So I think there is, you know, a lot of, a lot of parallels between there. And I think, you know, like, like, honestly, I have to tell myself that sometimes in my head when I'm, you're kind of like doing things and it's, You know, making you feel uncomfortable. It's like you know the natural reaction is to kind of you know avoid and go away from those things. But I like have to kind of like tell myself like, no, no, this is actually, (laughs) you know, this is actually necessary to be able to move forward.
0: It's all part of that process of really embracing change versus resisting change, and an open mindset, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Corey, thanks again for joining and sharing your story, the success of just growing this young company, and actually having a multi-generational impact by really helping improve coaching of our youth sports participants. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for, for having me.
0: And a reminder to our audience, please continue to give the gift of feedback. Please rate and review. It's really easy to do. Go out to any of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is invaluable. And as always, make sure to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. So long until next time.